0: Hello, and welcome to the sixth and final part of What's Wrong with the Quarantine. In the first five parts, I discussed the major aspects of how this virus is spreading, how people are viewing it, and how medical doctors are failing, how politicians are failing, and how some politicians are succeeding, and how some medical doctors are succeeding. And I then specifically spoke about how our quarantine is failing utterly to do anything remotely close to containing the virus. And for those of you who say there could have been millions dead in the first two weeks, quarantine didn't even take place within the first two weeks of the virus being stateside. It didn't take place within the first month. The first confirmed case was a man who immediately got off the plane and went right to the freaking hospital in uh, Washington, I believe. He did not spread the virus. He was not patient zero. In fact, it was very clear that hundreds, if not thousands, of people have traveled from the Wuhan uh, province since it was first seen by national intelligence. United States intelligence officials who were in Wuhan in November reporting about hundreds of people coming down with this incredibly lethal and powerful cold. So even those intelligence officials could have helped to spread the virus when they came back or the few who did. We don't know when it hit the US shores, but we do know that there were people who died in december who experienced severe respiratory distress and who died of pneumonia and looking back on it several doctors you know i've seen an anecdotal because they can can't test them now those people are dead and buried they have anecdotal statements of We believe that the virus may have actually killed quite a few more people and we weren't testing for it. So that's mystery number one, which can never be solved. When did it first hit U.S. shores? We do know that the first confirmed case was definitely not the first case on U.S. shores. Just that by the very nature that we weren't testing for it. So, that's the first major hurdle that people need to wrap their minds around. That does mean that the so-called predictions by so-called experts who remain nameless of Exponential growth of 2.5 times uh, people per day, per year. I'm Mr. Spock. It will be 2 million dead in two weeks. That's a load of bulls. I stop myself. That's a load of bull. And like I said earlier, it might be a little bit difficult to withhold some swearing. But I stop myself. So, there is no confirmation on that. Not even the Black Plague spread like that. And to my knowledge, cholera. I can't think of a cholera case that spread like that. And when we're talking about lethality, or mortality rates, I mean, Black Plague and cholera would uh, definitely at the top it would take at least three or four weeks for unchecked plague and cholera to take out that many people on that level and COVID-19 isn't exactly on that level in fact the b victoria strain which is highly resistant to the flu shot and is actually what was scaring the CDC. If you look at the reports from 2018 and early, or well, September, and uh, through October of 2020, or 2019, I'm sorry, on through the flu season of 2020, the CDC was absolutely mm-hmm. focusing on that. So, The flu is a real fear. And even that didn't manage to kill 2 million people in the first two weeks. (laughs) Keep in mind, the flu spreads in the same manner as COVID-19. And that means you can protect yourself in the same manner as with COVID-19. So... All the foundation is laid for why and how everybody screwed up and the foundation is laid for how and why there are so many cases, both of people who are dying and thousands more who have it, but aren't dying, including thousands who have it. and are either asymptomatic or close to asymptomatic, so close that they think that they just have allergies. And believe me, I worry every day that I might be an asymptomatic carrier, but then I think, eh, probably not. If I were, how would I tell the tests are not ready yet? So, we also talked about the failure of politicians to prepare for the lockdown before initiating the lockdown, and the failure of these self-congratulating doctors who think, "Well, well I'm I'm doing my job. I'm I'm in, in, handling a quarantine just like the famous doctors in the 1800s," and no, you're not. So how do we operate a quarantine that's successful? This is how. Large scale implementation of small scale quarantine. There are any number of ways to describe this. For people who love sci-fi, you can describe it as airlock systems. For people who love espionage thrillers, you can describe it as spy cells. The concept is very simple. Small groups of people where only one person of that one group leaves and is in contact with other people. Of other groups. You do not funnel. That means that businesses should operate as normal to a certain extent. Full opening of businesses Mm-mm. is absolutely insane. Closing all businesses is absolutely insane so how do you handle all of the businesses well grocery stores should remain open all the time if you don't you will funnel people and you will increase the chance of infection period Mm -hmm. there is no way that you can avoid that if people are worried for the workers the workers themselves should have reduced hours, they should have gloves, they should have masks, they should be washing their hands frequently, they should not experience stress on their system, which would cause loss of immune system capability, eight hour work days. Should be eliminated, or people should have a minimum of one full hour of rest for every four hours of work. That's a biggie. And this information I'm pulling off uh, from is uh, information from. Past medical reports, uh, stresses on systems, eight hours is extremely stressful. There are numerous um, Pew studies on this. There are numerous uh, medical studies on this. If people have to work an eight-hour shift, they should have a full hour to recuperate, to rest, give their body a chance to relax, refill with fluids and electrolytes, refill with vitamins, get the body in a position where it can get up and work for four more hours. Reducing store hours will only serve as funnel. However, you could conceivably reduce store hours by four closing down bars bars are a big place where people transfer one disease and virus to another I understand that but there are also bars and grills where people sit down to eat and it's not the standard dive bar that so many bars are when people think of bars There are many upper class bars. At the same time, alcohol suppresses the immune system. So, potential solution people are going to drink no matter what. You ban alcohol at the stores, at the bars, people are still going to get pissed drunk by brewing their own or buying six-pack at the supermarket stocking up on beer suggestion put a limit on the alcohol intake people can have make it clear that waiters and waitresses need to advise people listen we have an outbreak maybe you should consider a non-alcoholic drink alcohol might harm your immune system and inhibit its ability to attack the virus. Then again, there's also an argument made for some people who are drunks that the pH system in their throat is so off-kilter it kills the virus the moment it enters their body. There are no studies to prove that with this particular virus. There are some studies that prove that with other viruses. Michael Crichton capitalized on this information when he did the Andromeda strain. Obviously there needs to be real research as to whether or not that type of pH imbalance would affect COVID. There are other things that people need to be aware of that are not being put out there with PSAs. Zinc tablets, suckables, chewables, the ones which are not filled with sugar Or the ones that are more beneficial because sugar can conceal or sustain a virus. But it was discovered a long time ago. A young girl with, I believe she had leukemia. Her throat was so sore she couldn't swallow a zinc tablet. Doctors knew that zinc helped the body. They didn't know how. So she sucked on it. And the zinc had an effect on the back of her throat with the sinuses, you know, it get up into the sinuses, changed the pH level to such a degree that it made the mucus farm for virus production inhospitable in general, in large part to other viruses look it up. History of zinc, sucking on zinc, how it affects the body, how it can help ward against viruses. Fascinating story. I'm not doing it justice. I may do a podcast where I read the story off. That's not today. Capsaicin, I believe, is is the part of the pepper in anything that's hot. Increases dramatically increases blood flow through the capillaries and other parts of the body plus it alters the pH plus peppers are high in vitamin content salsa vitamin D from onions vitamin C from um, tomatoes and peppers capsaicin get the hot kind Spoonful can help make that back of your throat inhospitable. These are not cure-alls. They are not miracle drugs. They are tools that assist people. Sunlight creates vitamin D in your body. Freaking amazing! Hot tea. Some tea also has its own pH altering abilities. Tea is also diuretic. You go to the bathroom quite a bit, uh, quite a bit more often. When you go to the bathroom, you also expel bad elements of your body, and that means that you could expel actual parts of viruses or whatever that. You get the exchange of fluids. There's a reason why IV drips for saline are given to people in hospitals. It helps process water through your body. Fluids are a big part of what help keep you healthy in so many ways that I'm not even going to begin to try to explain it because I know I would insult somebody out there who knows far more about the positive effects of fluid on your body why you drink orange juice why you eat soup when you're sick why you try and ward off ailments all of these things all of them contribute greatly exponentially to your positive health and I have not seen one single doctor give any suggestions about these things, other than, wear a mask, but it might not really protect you, same thing with gloves, if you don't know how to use them properly, what the heck kind of position is that? Washing hands frequently is another big one. Seeing people say, well, I'm not going to be OCD about it. I only wash my hands 10 times a day. As I said in the previous episode, think about how many times you eat in a day. Think about how many times you go to the bathroom in a day. You should be washing your hands before you eat. You should be washing your hands after you eat. 3 times a day, 6 times minimum. Healthy body usually goes to the bathroom 4 or 5 times a day. You better be washing your hands after every time you go to the bathroom. When you're out in public. If you're touching things that you know have germs or have a potential to have germs you better be washing your hands before you put it on something that you're buying at the store and then you bring it home. Or you're fiddling around with your phone. You go, you touch a a door handle, open it up, you touch your phone, you have just now contaminated your phone. Then you touch your eye. You contaminated your body. Open a door with your hand, you touch a contaminated surface, you could touch your phone, you better be Washing your hands, not sanitizing, washing. You better be washing your phone, not sanitizing, washing. By washing, what I mean is using actual soap. Sanitizing, you're using hand sanitizer. Now, I'm not saying put your phone in a bucket of soapy water. That is stupid saying you take a damp cloth with some soap on it. Wipe off the phone. Wipe it off again with alcohol. Do not use Clorox. Clorox won't do it. Wash your hands with soap. Do you know what the most effective thing is with COVID? Dawn. Dawn dishwashing soap. You know why? Dawn destroys Grease. What's protecting the COVID virus? A fatty cell cluster. What is fat? Fat is grease. They even made an announcement that Clorox doesn't do the same thing. Destroy the outside and the virus is dead in seconds. Sanitizing It takes four minutes and thirty seconds of washing your uh, wiping your hands with sanitizer to accomplish the same feat as a dab of dawn and washing your hands under hot water in a period of twenty seconds. This information should be made to the public. And finally, proper implementation of the quarantine, I mentioned it, as in airlocks, as in cells. In doing that, high-risk people should be grouped together in the same cell or in the same body. Only those who are extra clean, have been tested, should be the contact for the at-risk people and the outside world. In fact, you should probably have double-blind contacts to further reduce the chance of cross-contamination. At-risk people should all be tested first. People over 65. Then people with compromised immune system. Maybe both at the same time. Then you have people with diabetes, diabetes, then you have the rest of the people who take care of those who are at risk, then you have the rest of the public. The fact that 8 out of 10 residents at nursing homes, even in quarantine states, are found to be infected with the virus or have been directly exposed is 100% proof the quarantine is not working. And that is 100% proof that these doctors who said 2 million dead in two weeks are not reading or processing mm-hmm. their, their um, statistics properly. And that in turn proves that the quarantine is a complete and total failure. The numbers do not match If this is the best you can do, then there's no reason to have the quarantine. The idea that some of these doctors are saying, well, you could be in quarantine for two years, is a power trip by these doctors. I'm sure they mean well, but they have about as much brains as a penny. They're not intelligent. They are walking encyclopedias who want to be on power trips. Even if this quarantine was working, people are not going to deal with it for longer than another month. That's if they can't deal with it for another month. Another thing that needs to cease and desist are rich people telling poor people that they are monsters if they go out and work or if they want to work. If you make enough that you can take three months off of your job and sit around at your home do nothing, then you shut your mouth to people who are paying 90% of their paycheck to keep their home or apartment. You are in no position to open your mouth, stay in your own lane. now I'm sorry that I've been exceptionally harsh there but out of all of the people that I know who fit into that category that I have told okay then go ahead and pay my bills zero are actually paying my bills one did respond when I said listen this is the fact that people who are making even 19,000 or less a year are living with these are the facts my favorite EMH a wonderful person an awesome human being a very fun actor he was the only one to respond to any of my statements that I've made to other people in the past month and a half and his response was okay I acknowledge what you're saying knowledge and understood basically he got it he got it. He was polite. He was friendly. I was polite too. I hope I was. Maybe I came off as a little curt. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a blunt person. If you couldn't tell with the title of this podcast. I am a very blunt person. <laughs> um, that's my nature. I try not to be impolite though. I try to be polite. One person. Out of the hundred or so that I've replied to, one person responded and he understood what I was saying and he realized this isn't an easy deal. And that's about it. And a lot of people say, well, you're working for slave slave rates. You're you're helping Wall Street. No. People like me, we need to mm-hmm. work. Period. We need to work. And nobody is giving us free money. And the mentally ignorant and deficient bill that passed for $1200. That's not even 1200 per person. And then people who are making a million or more get thousands more. There's no excuse for that behavior. but that's why the quarantine is dead it's dead in the water it's not being done right and it will be defeated by those who know it's not being done right regardless of whether or not they know how it has to be done right so that's where we are I hope you've had a wonderful day. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast series. Thank you.